Hi everybody and welcome to a special live episode of the On the Safe Side podcast here in the NSC booth number 2525. My name is Barry Botino. I'm an associate editor with Safety and Health Magazine and with me as always the last 20 months during the podcast my colleagues Alan Ferguson. Hello Alan. Hello. And Kevin Drewley. Hello Kevin. Hello Barry. And we have a special guest from the great state of New Jersey who will interview who will interview a little bit later. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say thanks again for everybody coming out to the show. It's great to see faces again. And it's yes. great to see people again. Yes. And Absolutely. to uh, fist bump and elbow bump again. We're not to the and, handshake stage and yet. And see each other. And see each other. We haven't seen each other. Do you guys long. know, Kevin and Alan, do you guys know what the three of us were doing on February 14th, 2020? Any Planning idea? Valentine's Day dates. Yeah, That's a good answer, but... Ah, dang it. Overeating chocolate. That's true. It, we were all doing that as well. But no, that is the first time the three of us t- were together doing the very first episode of the podcast. And who was our guest? Our guest was our special guest today, <laughs> who we'll introduce in a minute. <laughs> Hashtag full circle. No. <laughs> yes. But after 19 more months, we did 19 additional episodes from our homes apart mm-hmm. from each other. Mm-hmm. So I mean it when I say it's truly great to see you guys again. Yes. So on this episode, we're going to give you guys a little picture into what's going on here in Orlando. It's very sunny here. It's very steamy here. Uh, So I'll pass it over to Alan to introduce our special guest today. Well, I don't know that our our guest needs too much introduction, but I will introduce him. Uh, Richard Hawk is a well-known and internationally beloved person in the field of safety. He's a safety and health magazine columnist, friend of the podcast, motivational speaker, host of the website, Make Safety Fun, and and what else, Richard? Mother of Dragons? uh, I like to play pool. Oh, I'm an avid pool player. Excellent. Yeah, and, I, and, and I play guitar. Pool shark? Yeah. No, I'm not, I, I can do bank shots, but I wouldn't say a pool shark, but decent. Pool you know, guppy? So, I don't know. But that's a, and, and a musician. And I play oh, songs yeah, on right. my talks, yeah. right, you know, parodies and, thing, and things like that. We learned about your love of Jimmy Page in episode one of the podcast. Yes, that's if right. If you want to go yeah. back and yeah. listen yep. to that. Yep. And, uh, and I, yeah, I, I did a PDS, a professional development session on Saturday, and I used Eric Clapton because he's like my second or third sure. uh, to uh-huh. talk about creating things. So, huh. yeah. Well, I mean, that segues right greatly into the next question. How does it feel to be back in person? Uh, surreal real at first, you know, yeah. uh, I have uh, had a chance go. to do two different talks before this. So I kind of got broken into the fact that my audience would be wearing masks, not all of them, but some. And uh, when we did the P- I did the PDS, it, it felt odd because of everybody spaced out. But it didn't take long before I got used to it, and I was just glad, as were the folks in front of me, that we were able to interact without having a screen in, in our face. I would much oh. rather be with people with a mask than be sitting in at my office with a screen. Yeah. You know? And so, and just seeing everybody, just being around, it's almost like you know when two dogs see each other. And <laughs> it's a person, it's a person, it's a person. Anyway, well, it's the same with this. I was like, oh, it's a person, it's a person that I'm seeing. Well, hopefully you didn't jump up anybody. Yeah. So that's right. what it's been like here. I also was surprised, I always knew it, but I was surprised at the variety. Like, I don't know, for some reason, because I haven't been here for a bit, of the different stuff. Wrangler is here, and, and uh, I've also seen a change. There's more health stuff than there was and more stuff about training than in the past so that's what i've noticed so far anyway sounds good 
While we have you here, we, we also wanted to ask you just amid this pandemic, how have you seen safety training change and what challenges do you envision going forward post pandemic? Well, obviously it's changed because we're now fairly savvy with Zoom. Uh, I've did, been doing more webinars than I ever did uh, before. And we, we've also learned to joke about this more. At first, there was not a lot of joking about it. It was just yeah. saying like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose my job. Right. Or, you know, oh, and employees yeah. too, with stress level, and uh, those who had to work at home that didn't want to work at home, of course. Uh, and also, even if you were working, your mind was distracted. And I think distractions mm -hmm. is probably the biggest problem that the pandemic has caused. And when we come out of it, it's, it's going to be the opposite, too. Uh, just like today uh, and yesterday, it, it seems strange. So we're a little distracted because we're going back to the way it used to be. Right. And even in workplaces that uh, where the employees stayed, you know, frontline, any change, even if it goes from good to positive to negative, is going to make you be more likely to be distracted and have accidents, incidents, and vice versa. It's like when you get married and you're going to have your honeymoon. You're not thinking about your job, right? You're thinking about something like that, and so you're distracted. So I think as safety professionals, you need to realize that this stress and this change makes folks distracted. That's what they're thinking about. Yeah. So, so there's different things you can do, get tools to help them. Like the, the talk I'm giving in a little bit is on being mindful, how to pay attention, and how to help your employees pay attention. And I think that aspect of safety needs to have a stronger role. You know, uh, of course, hard hat safety glasses, tying off, you know, group call, all that stuff's important. Sure. But this, what I just mentioned, has become more important. Yeah. Richard, go going forward, as we kind of look to hopefully a post-pandemic world, what do safety professionals need the most? Most do they need support, resources? What do they need the most going forward? Well, I think they need what we just talked about they need support either to do it to themselves for themselves or they need support with help from other people um, it's a tough field in a certain way because we're always looking for problems to solve i mean that's what purposely do you got to do an inspection you're not going out to just just to say hi how you doing sure you're going out there to find problems and that alone can be stressful but the fact that now employees are more stressed, and of course you're going to feed off of that, that I think that, I mean, like for myself, I have really worked on eating better and doing some more meditation and just telling myself, you know, doing a cognitive-based therapy kind of thing hmm. where I tell myself regularly that, you know, this is going to pass. This is something that I have to take care of myself with because of it, you know. Sure. And that it's not the end of the world, even though we get that message all the time. It's not. I mean, humanity has gone through so many different things, you know. Uh, world War Two, right, which was horrible. Yeah. But the same thing. This was. This isn't bad. It's you know something like that. So, I think being cognitive that you need to help yourself, and realize that you're going to be distressed, and do things to reduce that distress. I, that's what, especially the safety professional. Sure. Especially if they're in the field a lot, too. Because I've been reading um, different books and articles on this subject, 
and the workforce is is upset mm-hmm. and it's not our fault i mean it's not yeah. like the safety professionals fault but they're just upset because of all this turmoil right yeah well, yeah, uh, next uh, we're going to get to a segment called uh, What I Learned Today. And Richard, we're going to ask you, what did you learn today? All right. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned today, uh, particularly, uh, and I really realized that because uh, pe- I met people I haven't seen for a while, quite a few people, uh, and some people I was like, I thought you smiled a lot. You know, like, like, like I've realized how important this bottom part of your face is. Because yeah. there's a couple of people no, I met. That's very true. And I, and I was surprised how much I couldn't tell. Or you can't recognize no. people. No, like sometimes. Barry right now could be sticking his tongue out at me, right? And I, <laughs> <laughs> how did you know, Richard? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and like, you could, like I could tell now because of the crinkle in his eyes that he's mm-hmm. probably laughing. But I have a friend I met uh, yesterday who, when I first met her, she's really very upbeat and happy, but she looked like she was mad at me. Uh-huh. You know, and so I learned just how much this affects our interactions with it. With, with it. Um, I also learned how that this is really a cool convention. Like I go to go to them all the time, mm-hmm. but uh, this one and working with uh, now I'm working with Kelly, but it was Hilda uh, and other mm-hmm. folks and, sure. and uh, Melissa, which I was so hoping to see her. Mm-hmm. You know, who's let me be a columnist for eight years. Um, I also realized it's cool. It's a cool uh, group to work with. It, you know, I usually have a really good time here uh i don't think i've ever had a bad time when i've come here and i have had with other conventions really mm-hmm. i have had times when that's good to hear yeah there yeah. are <laughs> well organized we did have some glitches but that's because we yeah. have to do this new thing right you know right and i also learned that spreading people out during a talk is tough for the speaker Sure. <laughs> it is, because getting people, I used to love it when people would be close together, standing room only. Sure. You know, and I put in a, I'm going to put in my blog about no standing room only, you know, at, anymore. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe next year it will be. So I learned, I've learned quite a few. I think I, when I go home, I journal regularly. And when I, I think I'll have a lot to put in my journal about today and, and also on um, Saturday. Sure. Also learned, we had the Olympia. At, at my hotel, remember? Yes, we did. And I learned that I'm not as buff as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> You're slightly yeah. less buff than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the fact, they could have used me the before and after. Yeah. I could have got some money for being the before. And for right. folks who don't know, here in Orlando, just before our event came right. to the convention center, was Mr. and Miss Olympia, um, which, you know, Richard, I'm sure you're. You'll be competing next year, I'm sure. Yes, that's why I just, uh, yeah, because I went to the, the seminar about being a superstar and, you know, weight yeah. bodybuilder. Sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> that also will be standing room only. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Alan, what did you learn today? Well, I, I learned that uh, a lot about resilience from uh, Marcus Buckingham's presentation. Um, I thought it was incredibly fascinating. I loved the um, kind of answers to the questions and kind of how to build more resilience. Um, I, I thought it was great. Uh, Kevin, what about you? Learned a good deal about safety culture in the Campbell Institute forum, yeah, just talking yeah, about, you know, a lot of times we see these pinwheels or these metrics of how to build a safety culture. And while those can be effective, you don't want to just completely try to do too much at once to really to latch on to the smaller things. Um, for instance, just even commending someone for a good job. Um, the speaker had mentioned that we so often are quick to look at what may have gone wrong rather than vice versa and how these things can just it really puts the honest on, on caring about your your people and your workers um, and, and showing them that versus just thinking of them as 
a cog in the machine. Um, also learned the maiden name of our president and CEO, Lorraine Martin. There you done. go. D-U-N-N. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of presidents and CEOs, I, I learned, although this was independent research, uh, depending on where you're staying in Orlando uh, or if you just walked around the convention center, um, there's uh, someone named uh, Gary Sain, S-A-I-N, and learned that he was um, a longtime past president of Visit Orlando. And, you know, obviously we know we're standing in quite the, the tourist-centric uh, area, but mm-hmm. from what I had read, it sounds like Mr. Sane did quite a lot of legwork to that end. But tragically, in May 2012, from what I read, not long after speaking at a charity event which he had coordinated, um, fell ill, buckled over, and, and passed not long thereafter. Mm-hmm. So not trying to be morbid, but when you, when, when you mm-hmm. see a name five, six times in a place, you're kind of, hey, who is sure, this person? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I'm sure that's a very influential position he had you know, right. for the people here. Sure, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think what I learned today is that I really enjoyed Marcus Buckingham's presentation, specifically the anecdote about treating your life as a series of swim lanes. Uh, no, he talked about, good. you know, there may be trouble in lanes three or four, but what can I do in lanes 10, 11, and 12 to make my life better and to make the impact of what's going on in lanes three and four not so bad. So I thought that was a really interesting antidote and something I'm, I'm willing to share with, with friends who are going through some tough times or whatnot. I thought that was really interesting. So, that was uh, a good one. In our first preview episode for Congress, we did introduce the history huddle and our Kevin is our resident historian and who shared the, A, the importance of the Fister Hotel mm-hmm. and B, the, the, you know, a, a filmography of Coach, yeah. the history Craig of Co- the series Coach, K- Craig T. Nelson's great Fox. Yeah, right. which we appreciated. Yeah. So we're going to throw it to Kevin again for a, a part two of the history huddle. Kevin, what's your history huddle today? Well, to start, to call me the resident historian is far too kind. Um, I was going to <laughs> wait till the end to give the shout out to Elena Kolash with our library services department. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm not calling myself a one-trick pony, but really the, the Excel file that is readily available for folks. I mean, that is yeah. if you work for the council. Don't, sell, don't sell yourself short, no, Kevin. But that, that's, that's been a wealth of, of So humble. So <laughs> humble. Um, but I, I will hearken to said Excel file. But um, we're talking today so much about just the, the greatness and, and the, the, dare I say, magic uh, here in Orlando of um, being back in person. And the before last year with the pandemic, the only other time that this convention had been not held was in 1945, which Richard referenced World War II earlier. Mm-hmm. So um, it, the, the materials, the speeches that otherwise would have been delivered at the site, which those were the days where it was in Chicago quite a bit uh, in succession, um, those were just mailed then to members. So um, huh. I'm pretty sure Elena made the, the slide that she just joked that's what virtual looked like back in the mid 40s. So yeah. they, yeah. had, they had done that, um, wow. mailed it, but then the following year it was back at the, the Stevens Hotel since we're talking about venues. Uh, in Chicago in 46. So really before 2020, that was the only time in the history of the event that it was not held personally. Do you Um, know how many there's been? Ask ask the resident historian. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, well, you know, we just had the centennial of the magazine last year. Oh, right, right, okay. Um, It was, it's it's going on 100, if not. Getting close to 100. We'll edit this part out. (laughs) Um, Wouldn't it be cool, wouldn't it be cool to have been seen like the first one or two, and then now. I would have feel like it would be a very small school scale event. Yeah, yeah, yeah for you sure. Wouldn't like, you know, now, yeah. you know, and maybe they didn't even have vendors. You know, wasn't one was wasn't one of them held in a high school, like Cass Technical High yes. School? I want to say in Detroit. Yes. 
you know, like in a gymnasium, I'm guessing. So that would be interesting. And now I can brag that I speak, and I've been a keynote a few times, at the largest safety convention in the world. Yes, yeah, you yeah. can. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Kevin, we appreciate the well, huddle. Yeah. I, Thank it, you very much for that. If I may add one more Absolutely. Sure, yeah. Uh, Richard, Richard also mentioned that he had to get going, and this might sufficiently scare him enough to, to leave earlier than he wanted to. <laughs> Um, in, in a much more minute sense of history, uh, my first time, it's either my first, or it was certainly the most memorable time meeting Richard. It was 2017 in Indianapolis. And he comes by and he's affable as ever and you know he visits with Melissa as he says. But what he also does is he gives me this finger puppet. Oh. Which <laughs> I creep that this is the part where Richard might run. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is, uh, I, I displaying his finger oh, puppet no, for everyone now. <laughs> I needed some desk decor and. Um, well, I have something special. Uh, I've taken it one level up. Okay. I've been giving out finger puppets forever. And uh, I have a finger puppet. It's a hand. Give yourself okay. a hand. But I also have a finger puppet, finger puppet. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. That's next level. That, that is next level. That's you that is special special or what? <laughs> yes, a finger puppet of a finger puppet. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Barry for you. Thank you. Like Thank you, Richard. I will I will cherish that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks for again, Kevin, for the great yeah, thanks, huddle information. You, we look forward to tomorrow. Certainly. Tomorrow's episode of the History Huddle. Alan, we're going to ask you for a couple of highlights for tomorrow. What's going on here in, in Orlando tomorrow? <laughs> well, we start with the occupational keynote with the always fascinating Corey Pitzer. His uh, presentation is titled On the Other Side of COVID, Stronger and Safer Than Ever. And we have this gentleman going to take a center stage for uh, our annual presentation of the OSHA, OSHA's Top 10 Violations. We also have a Campbell Institute workshop from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And we have about 30-plus technical sessions tomorrow. So Excellent. Another great day. I'm looking forward to Kevin, the uh, OSHA Top 10, which is always a good time and always yes. draws a crowd. Absolutely. Kevin does a fantastic job. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Know, and I, it's, it truly is OSHA and, and Patrick Kappist, and we'll, yeah. we'll thank them profusely oh, yeah. tomorrow. But we, we appreciate especially their flexibility in the last, as we've no. discussed since February of, of 20, since we last were together, basically several weeks after that, we've appreciated their flexibility in these pandemic yeah. times. So. Absolutely. Richard, you were going to say? Nothing. I was just listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we hope people do. <laughs> well, we thank you, everybody, for taking a listen to this special episode of On the Safe Side. This will be uh, on our website. You can look at it there. And feel free to check out the other episodes and uh, share the uh, podcast with a friend. We always appreciate it. Uh, spread the podcast as much as possible. Uh, for my colleagues, Kevin Drewley and Alan Ferguson, our special guest, Richard Hawk. I'm Barry Bettino from Safety and Health Magazine. Thank you very much, everyone, and have a safe day. Yeah,